0: Father we thank you, we thank you because our mouths are filled with laughter, our tongues are filled with singing, thank you Father, honor and glory be given to you, in Jesus mighty name we have prayed, amen, let's put our hands together for the Lord Jesus, and God bless you, you may be seated, as you are sitting down, say to your neighbor congratulations, You are welcome to the triple combo service of Hallelujah, a point of contact service, our Ebenezer service, and our God with It Again service. A point of contact is where we we've brought the things that represent what we are trusting God for. You heard the testimony of the lady that brought the land of the land they wanted to possess. And now the house is standing on it. Um, To the glory of God. Ebenezer service is for those trusting God for the fruit of the womb. I'm sure you have brought what you were instructed to bring. Um, And a God we do again service is our God we do again service. Praise the name of the Lord. If it's your first time... At God, we do again service. Um, don't wait for any time. God is already laying His hands upon you, changing your story, turning your life around already. Praise the name of the Lord. God works in us instantly, silently, and completely. So focus on God alone. Focus on God alone, and we welcome God's family house. In every location, joining us now, God's Free House um, in Ibejuleki, we welcome you. Welcome, God's Free House in Calabar. Welcome, God's Free House in Cape Town, South Africa. In Johannesburg, we welcome God's Free House in Canada. We welcome God's. Let's welcome them. We are the one welcoming them to God's God's Service. Welcome, God's Family House in Costa Rica, in all the locations in Costa Rica. Welcome, God's Family House in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> Welcome, God's Family House, all over. Praise the name of the Lord. So, so, so today, my assignment is pretty straightforward. I'm praying, and I'm sure you are praying also, that you will receive all that God has for you today in the name of Jesus. Amen. This is the. Third part, part three of the hand of God. Maybe when you go home you can't get to watch part one and two on YouTube, but this is part, part, part three of the hand of God. Praise the name of the Lord. And when many times when we hear people say I'm in God's hands. Have you heard that before? People say, I'm in God's hands. And if you are from this part of the world, we say something like, now God's hands I deal. You know, (laughs) when people say that, we usually would say it for a very perplexing situation or when we are not very hopeful or at best a dicey situation. But you see, today, your perspective is going to change. Every time you say you are in God's hands, you will have confidence that the outcome will be to your favor. In the mighty name of Jesus. Because Psalm 118 says to us, Psalm 118 in verse 16, that the Lord's hand, the Lord's right hand is lifted high. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. So when you say, I'm in God's hands, you are in a place where mighty things will be done in your favor. Even when you offend God or we offend God, the blessed place to still be, even when you offend God, is God's hands. David, Counted, it shouldn't have. God wasn't pleased. The word of the Lord, the Bible says the word of the Lord came to God, David seer and said to him, Tell him to choose one of the three punishments. Three years of famine, three years in the hands of your enemy, three months in the hands of your enemies, or three days of plague. David said, I'm in a tough place. But let me fall into the hands of the Lord. Because there is mercy with God. Don't let me fall into the hands of men. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. You will not fall into the hands of men. Even when you are in trouble. Even when you've offended heaven. The best place to be is where? hands of God rather fall stay there why because david knew god's ways david knew that he god is a merciful god that is his way now your way as we say and this part of the world you still heal the sick you, st- you still raise the dead you still do amazing things not your way not your way you stay I prayer. You hear our prayers. You still answer when we call. You home. you still answer when we call. Uh-huh. You always keep your promises. You always keep, keep your, your promise. Now you're away. Now you're away. Now everybody, let's go. Go. Now. It's normal normal to God to be merciful. It is normal. It is normal. Nay way. Nay way. So I'd rather be in his hands. I'd rather be in the hands of God than in the hands of men. Men are brutal. Brutal. To the point that when the angel got to the, to, when he was about to consume Jerusalem, God said, it's okay. At the threshing fall of honor and the Jebusite, God says it's okay. David said, I knew. You are merciful. You are kind. You are good. You are loving. Even when You offend him, run into his hands because that's the safest place for you. That's the safest place for you. The hand of God is so comforting for us, it laid the foundation of the earth. This hand of God. And the word of God, we know in Genesis 1, if you are the vigil, we'll explain a little bit. That God said, let there be light. And there was light. But God describing creation, God said, my hand formed the heavens. But when we read in Genesis, it, it was His word that he spoke. So what's going on there? In Isaiah 48, it brought it together. Isaiah 48 verse 13. It says, it was my hand that laid the foundation of the earth. My right hand that spread out the heavens above. It says, when I call out the stars, eh, there you go. They all appear in order. In other words, when I call things with my words, my hand brings them to pass. So when God's word goes forth, the hand of God is released to bring it to pass. So the word of God that has gone forth in your life, even today, that there shall be showers of blessings. Guess what will happen? What is happening now? The hand of God is bringing it to pass in every person's life. The hand of God brings balance. It brings balance to people that are lopsided. The hand of God, God doesn't give, does God, how do you say this in English? God doesn't give you one to take one. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't give you A and collects B from you. When it's, if you have B already, when it's bringing A, it's adding to it. Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, don't be afraid. I am with you. you receive that? Don't be discouraged. I am your God. I will strengthen you. And we help you. I will hold you up and give you balance with my victorious right hand. Do you feel that your life is shaky? You have come to the right service. Because God's hand will give you balance. Do you feel that you are being blown like a reed? Don't worry, you have come to the right place. Because the hand of God is upon you. Already in the name of Jesus. The end of God brings a balance. The end of God is never late. The end of God is never late. We may think some things are delayed, but listen, the end of God is never late. There's a story, classic story in Mark 5, 22 to 43. Mark 5, 22 to 43. The story of, of, of Jairus' daughter, Jairus came to Jesus and said, come, lay your hands on my daughter. Verse 22, then a leader of the local synagogue that is, whose name is Jairus, arrived when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, pleading fervently with him. My little daughter is dying, he said, please come and lay your hands on her. God will lay his hands on all our children in the name of Jesus so that she can live. You see, when you need divine intervention, you you stop speaking grammar. When you need God to help you, you say, help! I said, but you have not said, our Father will reach in heaven. It will fly out of your head. You will say what? Help. You know, I heard some people, you know, talk very nice English. That's okay. But when trouble happens, <laughs> it reminds me of a flight I was in some time ago, and, you know, there was some guys that were in the we flight together. I didn't know them or at, at the time. You know, you know, big boys, back in the day, you could travel with um, large amounts of liquid, you know, so they had liquor, they had uh, champagne, you know, you know uh, put it down, you know, crossing their legs, you know. <laughs> and I prayed flight started, turbulence hit. I mean, I had to ask God that, okay, are we coming home now? (laughs) Everyone on that flight, Jesus! Jesus! I kid you not. There was no cute babe on that flight. There was no big boy on the flight. Nobody had his leg crossed. The flight dropped, zoop, there was only one word we were hearing. Jesus! Only one word. Only one word. So when people begin to theorize and begin to say all sorts of jargon, I say, it's okay. Just one problem. Gyros, big man. to God and be cute. You can come to God. Yes, thank God you're a big girl. You're a big boy. Thank God. But when you're in God's presence, you're a small boy. He cried, come and lay your hands. Back to the story. Lay your hands on my daughter. Verse 35, it says, while he was still speaking, to her, now, something that happened in between. While Jesus was going, there was another woman that said that, I don't have the clout to, to, to come to Jesus, but I will sneak behind. It touched Jesus' arm. Virtue came out, and instead of Jesus to be going, you know, like they will say here, JJ, he stopped. He had to start asking people, who touched me? Time passed. Finally, the lady showed up and On and on, you know the story. But if we pick it up, while he was still speaking to this woman, I can't imagine Jairus could have been panting. Please, this woman should carry her trouble and just go, you know. While she was still speaking, he was still speaking. Messengers arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. They told him, "Uh, Your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. How did Jairus feel? Imagine Jairus' emotions towards that woman of the issue of blood. What would you feel towards that kind of woman? Village people, <laughs> you would be upset. You will, I, I, I mean, well, I would be upset. It's a natural thing to do. Can't you just let Jesus come? But Jesus intervened. Everybody, say, thank God for Jesus, because the end of God is never late. Yeah. Hallelujah. And by the time Jesus got there, put out everybody, verse 40, he made them all leave. And this is so important. And he took the girl's father and mother and his three disciples into the room where the girl was lying, holding her hand. I was holding her hand. Hold Even though the hand of the girl was dead the hand of God was not late. Even though the situation was dead in the physical, the hand of God is never late. He said to her, Talita kum, which means little girl, get up. And the girl who was 12 years old immediately stood up. God, we hold your hand. And everything in you that ought to be up will get up. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. She stood up and walked around. They were overwhelmed. You will be overwhelmed in the name of Jesus. And totally amazed. God will totally amaze you in the name of Jesus. Amen. So even when some things appeared delayed. My brother. The hand of God is never late. Even when some things appeared Delayed. My sister, the end of God is never late. The end of God comes into a situation and reverses it completely. Completely. I mean, so, if you are paying attention, in verse 41, remember, it says... Holding a hand. So, a simple equation there, you know, Pastor, you always come up with equations. Yes, yes. But this one is a very simple equation. Simple equation there is God touching you equals you touching God. God touching you equals you touching God. So, if A equals B of a necessity, B equals A. So, you touching God is also equals to God touching you. That was what the woman with the issue of blood knew. I may not be able to get him to touch me, but if I touch him, he has touched me. And you can touch God. You have been touching God today with your worship. Did you know that? You have been touching Him with your worship. Guess what? He's touching you back. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So the hand of God is knowledge. Four aspects of the hand of God quickly, and we are out of the way. Number one, I mean, this is so powerful, it's the finger of God. Number two, we're going to look at you need to pay attention is the slap of God. Number three, that we're going to look at, is the punch of God. In this part of the world, we call it the blow. You say, you say, I will punch you. Those are the children that went to certain kind of school. They say, I'll, I'll punch you. You know the school they went to. But when you hear, I'll blow you. <laughs> you know the school. You know the, you know, It carries weight at least here. (laughs) Then number four, we're going to look at the palm of God. Are you ready? Number one, the finger of God. Luke 11 20. Luke 11 20 says, this is Jesus speaking himself, but if I with the finger of God cast out devils. No doubt the kingdom of God is upon you. The finger of God is the intervening power of God in the affairs of men. So in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the finger of God will intervene in your life. Every situation caused by demon spirit, we cast them out now by the finger of God in the name of Jesus. So the walking of the finger of God is unmistakable. You cannot, if, 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 when the finger of God is walking, you cannot say, mm, maybe God has healed me. Or maybe he hasn't. No, 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 no. no. When Jesus touched the man, he says, what do you say?" says, I see men and straight. He says, no, come back. Because when the finger of God is at work, the results are unmistakable. Unmistakable. In Exodus 8.29, when Pharaoh's magicians were doing, were trying to, I mean, replicate the things and God smote the land with gnats and Pharaoh expects his magician to do the same. The magician said to, um, to Pharaoh, this is the Finger of God. I hope this is the right scripture. Can you, can you go on? So the officials and all the people, but I'm warning you, Pharaoh, don't lie um, or refuse. I think that's, that's the wrong scripture. You put up the wrong reference. The one, <clears throat> Pharaoh now said to these, is, is, um, is magicians. And they were like, ah. Oh God, this is the finger of God. We can't replicate it. The things the finger of God does in your life, nobody can copy it. They can copy you if they try, it will not be the same, because if it is not, it is. It can't be. I don't want to mention friends. (laughs) The finger of God is unique. Deuteronomy 9:10 says, "The Lord gave me two tablets on which God had written with his own finger all the words He had spoken to me from the heart of the fire when you assembled at the mountain. So God, at the heart of the fire, at, God communicated his heart to Moses. By writing on the tablets of stone. In our time, in Hebrews 10, Hebrews 10, 16, Hebrews 10, 16 says, This is the new covenant I will make with my people on that day, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts and I will... Write them in their minds. How does God write his laws? With his finger. So it is only the finger of God that can inscribe God's will into our hearts. It's only the finger of God. And that's what happens when you open your heart to Jesus. The finger of God begins to write in your heart. The figure all of a sudden, you begin to know the things that give God pleasure. You begin to know the things that give, that pleases God. And the truth is this. You know the way Jesus could say, if I by the finger of God. And you know how by the grace of God, Christians can cast out demon spirits. Tell them to get out in the name of Jesus and they go by the finger of God. That can only happen if the finger of God has first worked in you, as written in you. So the finger of God must work in you before it can work through you. The finger of God must work in you. Before I can walk through you, that's why this, they could say to the sons of Sceva, "Jesus, we know. Paul, we know. We cannot see any finger in you that has written in you today. In the name of Jesus, the finger of God will write in you." Amen. Everyone that is not confident and not sure today, you will be sure. Amen. The finger of God. Right, in you. So the the finger of God does unmistakable things, unique things and because of the finger of God in your life your life will be unique in the name of Jesus. Because of the finger of God in your life, your business ideas will stand out in the name of Jesus. Because of the finger of God in your life your level of creativity will go to another level in the name of Jesus. Because of the finger of God in your life You'll be above only and never beneath in the name of Jesus. So that's the finger of God. The next we said is the what? The slap of God. I hope you rearrange the notes. The slap of God. The slap of God can be tricky because it comes in different ways. There's a slap. If you, if you want to do want to, one-to-one want want to want correlation, there's the slap that resets. When you're like... You are just feeling all right, but you don't know what happened. <laughs> the danger of that is that You know, I I, I show you scripture, you know, where certain of such slaps. And there's the slap that bends the jaw. There's the one that it is front hand and and back hand. That one brings out the teeth. (laughs) Praise the name of the Lord. It's in the Bible. Say so, okay, Pastor, show us. Show us. <laughs> Acts of the apostles we are thrive well, on no, this last thrive, the last one for the year, or the last study of the book of Acts for the year. You, you, you should remember this. Acts 23, verse 3. From the message translation, it says, Paul shuts back. Everyone that attacks you, you must respond to them look, well that was the way we were trained everyone you have to respond to them Paul shot back God will slap you down what a fake you are you sit there and judge me everyone that sits and judges you God will slap them Everyone that sits and judges me, God will slap them. Everyone that sits and judges God's family house, God will slap them. If your neighbor is not saying amen, Amen. check them. (laughs) Listen, it's, it's in the New Testament Acts of Apostles. You sit and judge me, God will slap you. And guess what? This kind of slap is is the reset salasap. Pua. So, Ananias didn't know what happened. And because of that, he did nothing about it. Of course, history tells us a few years after, Ananias was destroyed. He chopped slap from Paul. Paul is the man of God. He spoke the word. Elisha was the man of God. He said, if, I were man, if I'm a man of God, let bear come out and consume these children. Now, people have been arguing with me is it right for a man of God to call, command bear to eat children? I say, I don't know. But I don't want to be part of those children. That's all I know. <laughs> when you get to you can query him. You should train your children so that they, they are not part of such children. I don't know. But as he has said it, so shall he be. Everyone that sits in judgment over you, God will slap them. Check your neighbor, check your neighbor. Everyone that sits in judgment over God's favorite house, God will slap them. Everyone that sits in judgment over me, God will slap them. In the name of Jesus. (laughs) Just watch. Psalm 3, verse 7, says, Arise, O Lord, rescue me, my God, slap my enemies in the face, scatter their teeth. (laughs) I told you, I told, did I not tell you it was in the Bible? I told you. So, you know Jiroba version is sweet but me formerly for one go and you know I was I was I was just relishing I was just reading several scriptures as I'm reading it I will pray it Lord all my enemies all the enemies of everyone in God's favorite house scatter their teeth slap them tell them chop one Then I then I stumbled upon the MSG's translation. And this one is is I mean, very sweet. Listen, listen to this. Up God, my God, help me. Slap their faces. F- first cheek, second cheek. <laughs> and so shall it be for all your enemies in the name of Jesus. And so shall it be for all the enemies of God's favorite house. In the name of Jesus, God will slap them on the first cheek and on the second cheek. In the name of Jesus. Now your way, now your way, now your way. You slap enemies. <laughs> you you dig them, they scattered at it. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> now you be that. Normal. Normal, normal. The third one is the punch, <laughs> the blow. <laughs> Exodus 3:19 says, Exodus 3:19, however, this is God says. God says, "However, I know that the king I know." That the king of Egypt will not let you go. One slap, they will not stop. If you give them double slap, they still will not stop until you blow them. He says, no, not even, now listen, this is so amazing. He says, I, I, I know they won't let you go. They won't back down. They won't let, not even under a forceful hand. Even if I slap them, I give them back hand. I give them first hand. This, some enemies are stubborn. They're stubborn. God says, so. I will stretch out my hand and blow them. And strike them. God will stretch forth his hands and strike all your unrelenting enemies in the name of Jesus. God will stretch forth his hand and strike all the unrelenting enemies of God's praying house in the name of Jesus. God will stretch forth his hands and strike all the unrelenting enemies of Ulufe Memune in the name of Jesus. Check your name off. with with all my wonders, which I will perform in the midst, and after that, they will let you go. After that, they will let you go. God will start by saying, let my people go. But they won't hear. He will slap them. Double it. Some will leave you, but there's still some very few that will be unrelenting. God will blow them. In the name of Jesus, <laughs> Exodus three twenty one. After God deals with your enemies, now this is what happens. It says, "I will curse." your enemies, to look favorably upon them. Now, this is how it works. Egypt represents the system of the world. Now, when God blows your enemy, the world will look favorably unto you. And they will give you gift. And you will not leave empty. And you will strip the Egyptians of their wealth because of the blow of God. The systems of the world will release their wealth unto you in the name of Jesus. So we've seen the finger. We've seen the slap. We've seen the punch or the blow. And now the palm. Isaiah 49, 16. Isaiah 49, 16. It says, I have graven Thee upon the palm of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. God is saying, I have graven, I have tattooed you. I've tattooed you on my hands. Words are ever before me. All the says, I've, I've written your names. Your name is on my hand. As personal as you putting somebody's name on your hand is, that's how personal it is for God to have our names on His hand. So you're like, but Pastor, but we are so many. But God is so big. He's so big that even though we are many, Because it's so much bigger, we are small. And the attention you can give your palm, that same attention God can give every one of us. Hallelujah. In fact, this this KJV says, I have given you, I have you graven on my hands. In other words, I have you, your image, I have your picture. Tattooed on my hands. God says, I will never leave you. I always remember you. Do you feel forsaken? God is saying to you, I love you. I love you so much. I have, I have, I have your tattoo on my hand. I've given your name on my hand. So that's, that's how I knew that tattoos are holy. Should I show you my tattoo? <laughs> One here. I'll tell you what it says. <laughs> when you see me next, I will have it. <laughs> Say, Pastor, that is so worldly. Well, I want to be as worldly as God. If that's your definition of being worldly. For you to say, nobody cares. No, that's not true. That's a lie of the devil. God cares about you. God cares. God loves you. He loves you so much. He says, I don't want to lose sight of you. I don't forget you. I'm committed to you, he said. And to begin to understand How? When we back it up to verse fifteen, we see how God describes this. God says, "Can a mother?" Everyone say, "A mother." mother. Not every woman that have had children are mothers. Some women they have children; they are callous. So God did not say can a woman even though that's what other translation says but the original says a mother not a not just a woman Can a mother forget the infant of her breast Now even though I'm reading it, I'm, I'm reading what I had in my mind but that's not what it says It says can a mother forget the infant a breast if you've seen a picture of you should have everybody here should have seen a mother breastfeeding, even if you have no a mother a man you can say okay i don't know but you have seen your wife or you've seen a picture how do mothers breastfeed where's the baby the palm of their hands that's what god is saying You are in the palm of my hands, Femi. You are in the palm of my hands. Put your name there. You are in the palm of God's hands. God is saying, but can a mother forget an infant at her breast? The one that is at her breast. Not just a mother forgetting a child. The one that's at her breast. God is saying, even if that were possible, I will never forget you. I will never forget you. God is saying, I will never forget you. I will never, never. What does never mean? Never. So you are always held securely in God's loving grip. In the loving grip of God's grace. You are always, always held securely. And that's what God wants you to Understand, you must live here understanding that not only will God's hand will God's finger work for you, God's hand slap and blow your enemies. God's palm is rocking you in the name of Jesus. Amen. You must understand that God wants to hold you tenderly and lovingly. God wants you to think about his plans and, and, and be at peace. And know that he can never, never forget you. He can't. He can't. He just can't. And you know, growing up sometimes, you know, we we grow up in different situations. And maybe let's even ask us, those of us that are parents... The people in your home, when they see your palms, what what do they feel? When Daddy raises his hands, what do you feel? Many people are afraid because that palm has drawn the map of Africa. That palm has... There, you know, I've counseled quite, quite a number of couples that when the Husband wants to hug his wife and raises his hand like this. The first thing she does is she cringes. And when I see that, I know that they've been abused. If that's the case in your house, God will reverse it in the name of Jesus. God will make your hand the hand of security for your children. That's why you refrain from hitting your children with your hand. Get, you know, in my house, we have what they call Dr. Sugar. Dr. Sugar is cane. So they separate the cane from my hand. So when they see the cane, they know trouble is coming. When they see my hand, they know love is coming. So, nobody's saying don't discipline your children. And of course, you know that you are not to discipline your wife. Say, hey, Pastor, is that true? She should have her own doctor, Sugar. No. <laughs> of course not. Some men are looking like revelation. Yes, it is revelation. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Your hands, your palms, we communicate love. We communicate acceptance. We communicate unmerited favor. Let your children know, no matter what they do, they can come to daddy. They can come to mommy, no matter what they do. Say, pastor, did you say that? Yes. I know that no matter what I do, I can go to my mom, she's here. <laughs> and I've gotten into a lot of trouble before <laughs> Some of which she will cry, but she will still. Maybe I still get into trouble time and again, you know. Jesus saves me, cleanses me. But if there's one person I know that is a human being that is always there for me, it's my mother. Do you know that mothers are amazing? Monkey no (laughs) fight. But again, do you also know that God is better than my mother? God is greater than my mother. No matter how I mess up, I can go to his hands. I can go to his palms. And he will receive me with an everlasting love. That's That's his way. That's his way. That's his way.